as we talk today, mo momentum, momentum. And I'm really going to take my time here today, and I, and I want to teach you today, and I want to impart into you today. And I want you to take this word, and I want you to begin to use this language in your life. Moving forward. One of the constant challenges of an organizational, of an, an organizational leadership is strategically sparking and sustaining momentum. Both the presence and absence of momentum is detected. Without it, organizations flounder and are struck in stagnation, spinning its wheels, going nowhere. Whereas with momentum, organizations tend to move forward faster like a plane accelerating with tailwinds. Momentum, among many other factors, is a game changer in most organizations. Speaking of its value and its worth and its identity, uh, John Maxwell says this, momentum is really a leader's best friend. Sometimes it's the difference between winning and losing. In our lesson today, I want us to examine some some, some variables and strategies that will spark and sustain and strengthen momentum in our church and in your life and in your career and in your destiny. And understanding and adopting these strategies, we must understand that as a leader, if we adopt these strategies, we can ascend to higher altitudes and maximize the tailwind of momentum in realizing our ordained vision that God has given us. Momentum has everything to do with the certainty that turbulence in the process is worth the gain. When we think about momentum, we think about momentum, I, I really want to take some time and really minister to you today because we can't just talk about spiritual momentum, but when we talk about momentum, there is another side to momentum, the scientific side of momentum. It comes from the world of physics. It is the product of mass and velocity of an object. Momentum is not merely seen or felt to be as a motion, but it also is the power residing in a moving object, in a moving object. Momentum is defined as a stage, as defined, is a defined stage in any change of motion. Somebody say the change of momentum. Momentum, when we look at it scientifically, uh, the force of momentum, capacity. Force, mass times accelerated velocity. What is mass? The size, weight, the density. When we think about spiritual momentum, spiritual momentum, uh, if we want to give a definition for spiritual momentum, uh, it is defined as the force of movement. It can decide how high you will go and how quickly you'll get there. But if we want to put a textual definition to the momentum because he's telling, he's telling Moses to stop crying and go forward. He told Moses to stop crying, but he said to tell the people to do what? To go forward, to go forward. 
If we want to put this to our textual definition today, I simply believe that momentum is a force of movement multiplied by God that results, here it is, in unstoppable forward motion. I want to pause here and just simply tell you we ain't going back. Uh, look at somebody else and say, we ain't going, I want you to say, I don't want you to say, we not. I want you to get an attitude with it. We ain't going back. Ah, we're, 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 if, if we're talking about momentum, momentum has nothing to do with backward motion. Momentum has everything to do with an unstoppable forward motion. Momentum, momentum. When we, when we think about a hurricane, uh, the hurricane is, is at its strongest force when it's out on the sea. Ah, ah, ah. It, it's strongest when it's moving before it hits land. Ah, ah. By the time it hits land, it's not as strong as it was when it was out in the sea. By the time it hits land, and most of the time we hear uh, the weathermen say uh, uh, the, the, the force of the hurricane has slowed down. The movement has slow down you you still have high winds but because it has hit land it has lost some of its momentum we look at the cleveland cavaliers and and they were down uh, they were right in game number one and about to win and lost momentum they could not gain new momentum once you get forward momentum it's hard to regain it you got to keep it in motion you you got to keep it in motion when we hear the stock market uh the momentum of our stocks have fallen uh momentum in your life has fallen momentum momentum pastor what are you talking about today momentum will allow us to move beyond the past. Momentum opens up the possibility for change and new opportunities. So I simply want to talk about today some elements that stifle the momentum of Moses and the children of Israel, when we think about some myths of momentum, especially when we talk about church, the larger church is always really thought about that they have the best momentum, but not always because you can be large, stuck in your way and not moving. Ah. You can be small, moving with great momentum. I, I, I believe that's the rock church. We're, we, we're small, but we've always had momentum. And God has always been able to keep us in a forward motion of unstoppable momentum. When we look at Moses, Moses is facing some issues. The Lord tells him, to simply go and talk to Pharaoh and let my people go. Moses is granted the wish. Everybody's excited. He gives them a promise and said, we're headed to the promised land. 
a place where you won't have to suffer, a place where you won't have to go through, a place that's going to be plentiful with milk and honey, a, a place where you'll be able to rest, a place that you'll be able to provide for your generation, a place where you will never have to work for another man, a place where you'll never have to build bricks again. You're going to have so much land uh, that it's going to get on your nerves. You're, gonna, you're not even going to know what to do. He gives them a promise and he sets them on a course to get to that promise. But in the midst of getting to the promise, momentum is stifled. Can somebody say uh, uh, momentum has been stifled? Uh, it's been stifled. Have you ever been in a place where your momentum has been stifled? You're, you're on a course. You're, on you're in the direction. You're headed in the right place that God told you, but your momentum has been stifled. Something has stopped you right in the middle of your promise. Something has gotten in your way. Something has gotten on your nerves. Something is agitating you. Something has come to interrupt the momentum. Momentum, momentum. Can I give it to you? Moses was struggling with four issues that stifled his momentum. Number one, he had to deal with a restrictive frontier. Ah. There was something in front of him that was messing him up. As a leader, and I really want to teach you guys, as a leader, you will deal with restrictive frontiers. What are the restrictive frontiers? Uh, 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 he had three problems that restricted him from moving forward. Uh, his past was behind him. He was restricted with the frontier of Egypt being behind him. Uh, 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 he was also restricted with a promise that seemed to be out of his reach. Uh, you told me that I was headed to the promised land, but I can't see it. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I'm right here in the middle of this desert and Egypt is behind me my promise is out of my reach but then I got a problem that is before me the problem that is before me is the Red Sea I don't know how in the world I'm gonna get across that sea I can't turn around I can't run to the side because guess what he was in the middle of water Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Uh, on the left, there was a river. On the right, there was a river. Behind him, there was an army. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Uh, sometimes your momentum will be stifled by your restrictive frontier. What you are facing, your past, you can't go back to your past. God has already unlocked the door. He's thrown away the key. You can't go back to Egypt. Uh, you've got a promise, but it seems like I cannot put my hand on it. It seems like we just can't settle in a house. It seems like it just keep going up and down. Attendance going up and down. Sometimes we got 50. Sometimes we got 10. What is the problem? You said that you would fill our house. You said that you would take us into a land that was filled with milk and honey. But now I got a problem. How in the world am I going to get across? Because there's some water right there. And it ain't just a lake. It ain't just a little puddle. It's a mass of water. And it's too big for me to just take about three million people across this water. A restrictive frontier. My 
my momentum has been stifled with a restrictive frontier. Read it, Exodus verses 1 and 3 talk about it. They were in the middle of a wilderness. They were traveling to the promised land. See, sometimes God will put you out there. He'll tell you that I'll give you a promise, but he doesn't reveal the restrictive frontier that will come upon you. Number two, he had a relentless foe. Moses was facing the the issue of his enemy pursuing him and the people. He had no place to run. He couldn't turn around because if he turned around, he was going to die. If he went to the left, he was going to drown. If he went to the right, he was going to drown. If he walked to the front, he was going to drown. What in the world? I've got a relentless flow. My frontier is being restricted. I cannot move forward and I can't go backwards. What do I need to do, God? Have you ever been in a place, Rock Church, where you've been trapped in the midst of being led to a place of promise, a promise, a relentless flow, the enemy of your mind, the enemy of your flesh, the enemy has come to attack you in so many ways. God said that he brought you out of the storm. God said that the storm was over back in January. See, I'm going to go back because God is faithful to his word. Pastor, you said that the storm was over and that we were leaving it back there. See, God never said that the storm was over and that the enemy was not going to bother you again. He said that the enemy was behind you and sometimes the enemy is moved and his heart is hardened to chase you again to pursue you again to run you down and to stop you and to deny you but guess what it did not get permission unless God gave it permission the Bible said that God hardened Pharaoh's heart and he told Pharaoh to go after my people I need you to get out there and chase them down I need you to block them in sometimes God will allow the enemy to pursue you so you cannot turn around the only thing that I can do is keep my eyes on him. The only thing that I can do is face forward. The only thing I can do is just lift my hands and shout hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Keep me Lord. Keep me God. Protect me God. I can't go to the left. I can't go to the right. I'm going to drown. Stifled momentum with an enemy that's chasing you. That sounds crazy right? But that's the Bible. He told us in January that we were coming out of the storm. But he never said that the storm would never come back. Did y'all hear it? See, God is, he's, he's a little contradicting himself. Storm is over, elder. You're on dry ground. He said it's not going to be hard. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be right. It was right for them. They were walking. They were walking. And as a matter of fact, they weren't in the wrong place. They were in the right place. Did y'all hear what I said? They were not off course. They were not out of the will of God. So number one, stifled momentum has everything to do with a restricted frontier and a relentless foe. Number three, he had to deal with regressive followers. Moses hears the cry of the people wanting to go back to Egypt 
because of their dismay and stagnation of not being able to move forward. Regressive followers. It's when your forward motion has been impeded and the excitement of what is is no longer. The excitement and the journey has now become a sour taste in my mouth. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I'm talking about a sour taste in your mouth. He says they had to deal with a restricted frontier. They had to deal with what? They had to deal with what? They, they had to deal with the relentless flow. And now, regressive followers. You've been following your pastor. You've been following after the vision that's been in my mouth. But now you got a sour taste. How in the world are we going to lose our building again? How in the world are we going to move again? And how in the world are you going to keep telling us that God is with us can I tell you God never lied God never gave up but sometimes in the midst of your journey your taste will become sour the blessing will become sour in your mouth and if you're unable to move forward God says I'll cause you to do what you need to do, regressive followers. And then number four, number four, he had to deal with the issue of not just having a restricted foe, of not just having a relentless foe, but he had to deal with repressive feelings. He had to deal with the issue of fear and fright because the Bible says that the children of Israel saw the people coming and they saw the people going and they saw Pharaoh and his army coming and they felt fearful. Not only did they feel fearful, but they saw the fright in their leader. Can I tell you what you need to do when the moments of momentum have been stifled? Number one, as I get ready to close, you need to accept that you didn't miss God. See, it was God that led Moses to the place that he was in because he said, follow the cloud. So if I'm following the cloud and the cloud is above my head, that means that I'm in the right place. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. He said, follow the cloud. Follow the movement of what God has told you. Rock Church, we need to accept that we've not missed God. Our momentum has just been stifled for a few days, just for a few moments. Our momentum has just been stifled. We're in the right place if we want to handle this stifled momentum we've got to stop crying your pastor ain't crying I've been telling people don't feel sorry for me don't feel bad for me I'm getting ready to just shrug it off my shoulders I'm gonna stop crying I had one day where I shed some tears but guess what I ain't getting ready to waste my voice shouting and trying to gather the troops and when I end this message today I am going to tell you that if we're going to miss out and if we're going to make the next moment in our life get yourself together and go I'm gonna tell y'all go forward he didn't tell Moses to go forward. He said, tell the people to go forward. See, y'all missing it. He did not tell Moses to go forward. He said, shut your mouth. He said, stop acting like a crybaby. Man up. Stop punking out. Stop 
acting like you ain't got faith. Stop acting like you didn't just bring to pass what I told you. You got three million people that obey the sound of your voice. Let my people go. And you standing here crying. Tell the people stand up tall and say, Rock Church, go forward, go forward, go forward, go forward, go forward. What are you just sitting there for? Go forward. It's time to move on. It's time to dust off of our feet and act like we were never there. We're in the right place at the right time in Jesus name I declare you to stand on your feet and give God the best praise that you can ever give him we're going forward we're moving onward upward and forward in the momentum that God has placed in our hands come on shout hallelujah shout glory to God the sea cannot be opened until the people start moving. The staff cannot be placed forward until you start moving. So as we lift our hands, we honor the Lord today. We give you praise and we give you honor. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Father, we didn't miss you. As a leader, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to tell the people to go. And the sea is going to open and we'll get across to the next place. Our home is waiting on us. We're not going to turn around because we can't, because the enemy's after us. So I want you to be encouraged this week.